Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Thursday the 26th of September. Coming up, Prime Minister criticised for language in Parliament. Please explain how getting on with Brexit is honouring our beloved colleague Jo Cox, given that she was violently killed whilst campaigning to remain in the EU. Seven complaints a day about doctors' surgeries in Kent. If you look at uh, the pressure the system is under, if we had more resources to deal with the communication and the queries that we get from patients, that is probably the only way we could make a, a systemic long-term improvement. A Margate couple named baby after hospital that saved her life. So we thought, right, we'll put it on we'll put it on the birth certificate and she can choose what she does with it. You know, it stays on the birth certificate all her life or she gets to use it. Kent Online News. Well, first up today, Boris Johnson has been criticised for telling MPs they should honour the memory of their murdered colleague, Joe Cox, by delivering Brexit. His comment came during a heated exchange in the Commons last night. Labour MP for Canterbury, Rosie Duffield, was among those questioning why her name was used. Can the Prime Minister please explain fully and clearly to the House and the nation exactly how getting on with Brexit is honouring our beloved colleague and sister Jo Cox, given that she was violently killed whilst campaigning with her young family to remain in the EU. Thank you so much, Ms. Uh, And I can, I think, explain exactly what I mean, because I believe that the continuing failure to deliver on the mandate of the people has greatly exacerbated feelings. And the best way to reduce that tension is, as I say, uh, to get it done. And then the whole country can move on. And believe me, that is, I think, where my constituents are. And I, and I bet it's where the majority of our constituents are as well. Boris Johnson's also been criticised by his opponents for using language like Surrender Act and sabotage, which they say has been repeated in death threats and abuse they've received. Kent Online reports. Parents have had to pick up their children from a school near Maidstone early today following the discovery of an unexploded wartime device nearby. In Victor Valley Primary School in Kings Hill was evacuated after it was found at a building site on Warwick Way this morning. Bomb disposal experts have been at the scene. Police say a crash which closed part of the M20 near Folkestone for more than four hours involved a lorry and a pedestrian. It happened on the coastbound stretch near Junction 11A for the Channel Tunnel at around half seven this morning. The mum of a Canterbury woman who took her own life has criticised the care system saying her daughter was sent home to die. 37-year-old Claire Ridgen, who has two children, was discharged from a mental health unit in April despite having made two suicide attempts in the week before. She died the following day. The NHS Trust in charge of the unit say they'll listen to feedback from the coroner and make sure changes are made if necessary. Kent Online reports. Seven written complaints Complaints about GP surgeries in Kent have been made every single day in the past year. Figures show issues over communication, receptionists, doctors and the attitude of staff were among the things being complained about. Surgeries in West Kent, including Maidstone, Morling, Sevenoaks, Tunbridge and Tunbridge Wells, received more complaints than any other part of the county, with 590 in 12 months. Favisham GP Dr Gaurav Gupta is a member of the BMA General Practitioners Committee. I mean, of course, like... Uh, any other uh, field of work, any other profession, there will be times when things don't go as well as we 
uh, would like them to go and there'd be problems. So uh, it's it's unfortunately a part of human uh, life that we do sometimes get complaints and uh, uh, we do find that these are good opportunities for us to get better at what we are trying to do for our patients. O- overall, the picture both locally as well as for Kenton Medway uh, remains in line with the, the, the last year. Uh, we do find that with increasing pressures on services, uh, sometimes there is uh, there are more complaints in the system. Um, in terms of looking at uh, more specifically in the local area, I haven't noticed any uh, big difference in the data that's been shared. Overall, the satisfaction rate uh, for patients uh, from general practice remains quite high, so that's quite promising. Of course, it's part of our job to make sure that we do our very best, and that means that any feedback or complaints we get, we need to take them very seriously. Um, if you look at the trends, we find that the most common reasons uh, for complaints are communication issues, and this is not surprising. If you look at the pressure services are generally under uh, with increasing complexity for our patients and reducing uh, uh, workforce, uh, there is uh, always a chance that the communication part of our work isn't as good as it can be. Uh, of course, as human beings, we will make mistakes. Medical professionals are human after all. And if when we do make an error, which is clinical in nature, we always make make sure that we do our best to uh, put in place systems to avoid those things happening again. I think, yes, technology is, is something which will help with communication and make it better. Uh, there are certain aspects of our work which uh, don't necessarily need human input, so where their communication could be uh, useful using our information technology. Uh, however, human uh, touch is probably one of the uh, one of the most comforting things for patients as well as for staff. So, a lot of this communication uh, uh, that we have with our patients is actually part of what we do for our patients. Um, in terms of what we can do better, I think. If you look at uh, the pressure the system is under, if we had more resources to deal with the communication and the queries that we get from patients, that is probably the only way we could make a a systemic long-term improvement is by putting more resources into place in general practice. If you look at the number of GPs across the country, we've seen a number of qualified GPs drop over the last year. Uh, Kenton Medway, unfortunately, has been uh, disproportionately affected by uh, some of these workforce issues, and we we have uh, known that there's about 250 GPs uh, shortage in Kenton Medway to reach uh, acceptable figures. So we do have some uh, particular issues in Southeast, but uh, the the issues are national. If we get more resources and there is a, a bigger workforce, that will definitely help reduce complaints and increase patient satisfaction. In terms of other things that are being done, uh, there are now plans uh, to recruit an extra 20,000 practice-based staff who will work alongside GPs uh, across the country. And that is one way of increasing collaboration, having a multidisciplinary approach to treating patients. And I feel that that is an opportunity uh, to increase uh, patient satisfaction and provide better care to our patients. You can see a breakdown of the complaints where you live and our story online. It comes as staff shortages are being blamed for the low number of women in Kent getting visits from health specialists during pregnancy. Just over 1,300 face-to-face antenatal appointments were carried out between the end of March and the end of June. That's just a third of the amount due. The county council say they've been prioritising first-time mums and vulnerable families.
A 23-year-old man from Essex has been arrested following a suspected bank robbery in Raynham. Police were called to the high street yesterday morning after reports a courier was targeted. A black Nissan Qashqai was then seen leaving the area with three people inside towards Paddock Wood. Detectives are appealing for witnesses. A man's been charged by police after allegedly picking up a woman while posing as a taxi driver in Maidstone. The 35-year-old, who doesn't have a permanent address, was arrested after it reportedly happened last Friday. He's accused of 23 offences in total, including kidnapping, burglary and fraud. Twelve properties have been raided by detectives investigating a county lines drugs network in Gravesend. Five people were arrested during searches yesterday morning and officers also seized what's thought to be Class A drugs and criminal cash. A man from Northfleet and another from Gravesend have since been charged and are due in court later. Now, bosses in Kent have pledged to do more to tackle problem gambling. Figures seen by Kent Online show it affects around 373,000 people in the UK, tens of thousands more than are addicted to some drugs. Kieran's been speaking to Kent councillor Barry Lewis, who says it's a growing problem in many young men. There's been an explosion over the last few years of young gamblers who have been attracted to football betting by the way it's been advertised on the TV at football grounds in, and in some cases football teams sponsorship on their shirts being advertised by a betting and it's made gambling an acceptable way of life to many young people without them realising or being educated of the dangers of addiction. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting point you raised. Stri- struck in the report, or one of the main points in the report, was that it was prevalent among young males, um, which is why the NHS seemed to have been introducing these new services to try to try and tackle that. Um, in, in terms of gambling as well, how, how does it actually affect the individual, though, per, on a personal basis, but also maybe their families as well? Well, the analogy I make is with... Uh, car driving. The majority of people obey the laws in general and don't get into trouble. But there is that small minority of car drivers who we used to call joyriders who get in the car and don't realise there's a brake. And this is what happens in gambling. They carry on until their pockets are empty. Then they go and uh, take money from their family and friends, borrow money, take money, steal money. And it's so the whole of their environment including as I said their families and friends are sucked into the problem so it's not an individual problem it's a whole environmental problem people lose their jobs because of gambling because they take time off work or they get into petty crime to to feed their habit yeah, and some of the concerns raised by other members, uh, Paul Carter, um, Andrew Cook as well, was about how this was financially destructive for families as well. And there, I know there were some comparisons to, to drug and alcohol addiction, and it, and it is difficult to compare. I think the officers made the point of saying, you know, they're all as bad as each other, really, and it's about just having the, that help out there for these people. Yes, but the problem is, if you go to the GP with a drug or alcohol problem, there's plenty of services out there. There are, at the moment, no services in Kent for uh, um, gambling addiction, and that has to be um, resolved. They're calling on the industry to give more of their profits to help customers who get into trouble. Kent Online News. 
Some of Ken's ports are getting up to £1 million each from the government to help prepare for Brexit. Dover and Sheerness will receive the money to make infrastructure upgrades, including more spaces for HGV parking, container storage and better signage to try and keep traffic flowing smoothly across the border. It's all part of a £10 million port resilience fund. Around 100 people have queued up to be among the first inside a new Aldi in Hythe. The supermarket on the Kengate Industrial Estate had its official opening this morning Morning. You can see pictures from inside the store at kentonline.co.uk. And finally today, the parents of a little girl from Margate who needed emergency heart surgery as soon as she was born have told us about their decision to name her after the hospital that saved her life. Evelina Cox was born with several heart defects and needed emergency surgery at Evelina Children's Hospital in London. Despite suffering a cardiac arrest and stroke, she's now a healthy two-year-old. We've been chatting to her dad, Justin, and mum, Jo. I suppose it was uh, there's there's a number of things that uh, uh, that was wrong with her heart. We didn't notice at first. Uh, we were just going along. We were getting our scans, etc. And then at 20 weeks, um, up at QEQM in Margate, um, one of the guys was doing the scan. He wasn't too happy about something, and it was more like she kept covering up her heart with her arms. So <clears throat> they wanted to get it sort of checked out that little bit more. So they sent us up to London. Um, so we thought we were, we were having a day out. Uh, so we went up to London, we were doing selfies, etc. Um, but then they called us in and started doing the scan. And I'm always very interested in what is going on in the scan. So I was asking lots of questions and the woman sort of turned around and said, can you be quiet a second? Because uh, it's quite an important part here. So we were sort of thinking, OK, well, we've not heard anyone say that to us before. And then uh, she called somebody in and it kind of snowballed from there. Um, and something was spotted, um, and then we got a professor in, and then we were taken into a, a room with a, with a counsellor and told all about what was going on, really. She's fitter than most of her children now. I feel like she did some altitude training, and now she's come back with a vengeance. She's very spirited, is hmm. Evie. <laughs> Everybody that we ever spoke to was just incredible, really was, from from the the nurses that we would pop in every time we had a meeting, We'd pop back to the wards and, uh, you know, the, the smiling faces when they saw us, you know, it was like, oh, how's Evie? How's things going? And, you know, it really was lovely. It was just like a, weirdly, I have like a family or a home from home, to be honest, you know, sort of seeing friends and cousins and things like that, you know, kind of thing, you know, it was really weird. But uh, lovely to have, really lovely to have. They made us like these wonderful memory boxes and also um, the nurses used to write diaries every day and they'd take pictures and they'd all write in the diary as if it was a story to a child. So Evie has some like amazing keepsakes as well just from the hospital and all the nurses, like every single member of staff would write in it daily and they would have stickers. It was sort of built for children. The Evelina idea came up and... um, so we thought, right, we'll put it on. We'll put it on the birth certificate, and she can choose what she does with it. You know, it stays on the birth certificate all her life, or she gets to use it. But uh, you know, Evie is her name. But uh, that was a, definitely a, a tribute. She's already making a bit of a difference, and um, we try to raise as much awareness as we can for the hospital and their charity. I think we'll definitely do stuff for their charity f- ongoing for the rest of our lives, just because they. They're just amazing. We want them to get the coverage that they deserve, really. They always felt like they were the poor relation to Great Ormond Street and stuff, and they were just doing such amazing work there. It just needs to be out there.
Well, that's it for now, but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day and overnight. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.